Hi, welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Laura. And I'm Karina. And we're twin sisters with an obsession with all things beauty. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Welcome to our very first episode. We are so excited to begin this journey and discuss our passion for makeup, skincare, and self-care. This week, we'll be talking about our 2018 beauty favorites, our skincare and self-care resolutions, and what we've been loving so far in 2019. Hey, Karina. Hey, Laura. Are you so excited to start this podcast? I am. It's been a long time in the making. Yeah, we've been actually thinking about this for probably close to a year, and then Karina was really pushing to get it started over the summertime, and I just kind of wasn't really ready to do it, but I feel like now I'm really at a place where I can look back at 2018 and make some like new starts for myself for 2019. What do you think? Um, yeah, and I think it's pretty appropriate because hey, guess what? We're turning 30 in a few weeks. Dun dun dun. It's our dirty 30, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so I think we wanted to try something new um and do something together because yeah. we're just little twin stars here living our best lives. Yeah, I think turning 30 is I haven't really faced it yet, but it just seems like I just turned 21 like last week and all of a sudden my 20s are now behind me and I'm really taking a good look at where I'd like to be and, you know, where my money is going and looking at all of the stuff I've accumulated since I've been working in cosmetics since 2015 and really taking a close, hard look as to what is really working for me. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Same. And you know what? Thank God we're not 21. Yeah. No offense. No offense to anybody listening that's, you know, in their early 20s. But you know what? I think 30, I mean, I think if what they say is true is that 30 is going to be the new, <laughs> it's the new 20. Well, and I look back and like, I've always had pretty crappy skin. I've always dealt with acne and lots of oiliness. And you know, you think you like got it down and like, things are going good and then you really figure out your skincare routine and my skin has never looked better. It changes everything. And I feel like every just everything about myself feels wiser. I'm more educated about certain things. I I kind of I don't know, I just feel smarter. I feel like more concrete in like who I am. You know yourself better at this point. Um, and that includes your skincare and Absolutely. self-care needs. Also, my makeup style has definitely, I would I would say my story is the definition of a glow up because <laughs> I basically wore True Match from L'Oreal Concealer as a foundation and I used eyeliner and that was pretty much it. Like powder, no blush, no lipstick, no brows. And today I have... A whole vanity's worth of of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You so have I'm, a lot. I'm looking forward to turning 30, but I don't feel 30. I, don't, I, I think I feel 30, but not... I don't feel old, if that makes any sense. Karina. You know what? 30 is not old. It's not I old. I feel pretty much the same, um, except I know a lot more. I know about how I am as a person. <laughs> um... And that includes, you know, my, you know, skincare, beauty, self-care routines. Mm -hmm. It's, for me and Laura, it's always been a really big interest of ours, especially since we were, like, teenagers. Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, growing up in the the, uh, Instagram age, it's really changed things. And I think it's actually helped 
put more of a focus on skincare that actually works for you rather than, you know, the early 2000s when it was all clean and clear and clericil and salicylic acid and benzoyl peroxide. And let's burn the layers of your skin off because that way you'll get rid of your acne. No, that's not. mm -mm. Doesn't get. No. flash. It doesn't work. I just think with the ad, well, this is like, we're going to save this for another episode because we have a lot of thoughts and feelings. But what we're going to do is every week we're going to try and, you know, chat. We're going to have a little chat with each other. Um, We're really big on like trying new things. So hopefully we'll be able to check in with each other as to like new products we've been trying, um, what's working for us, what's not really working for us. Um, But this episode is going to be a big one. So we're going to start with our 2018 beauty favorite. So looking back on last year, all of the cool stuff that we tried and really loved um, and the trends that we really loved and also trends that we are so ready to leave behind so last year. So Karina, did you want to start us off? Well, yes, I would. Um, So I learned in 2018 that my skin really can't handle a lot of different products. Um, you know, we've all heard about the Korean beauty 10 step skincare routine. I can probably do maybe a four to five step. Um, and I found maybe I just don't know the ingredients that well because things like certain layers of things tend to pill on my skin. So I just, I've learned that less is more. And I think it's actually made a difference. Um, you know, I've actually pretty much always had nice and clear skin but i think can that I, can i interrupt sure karina has had perfect skin her whole life poreless dewy <laughs> normal it's just like the ideal skin type continue sorry well thank you mm-hmm. um and yeah so i feel like a lot of my skincare routine has actually been edited out yeah if i can use that word edited um And even under makeup, I really don't use a lot of skincare under my makeup because, again, it's just, for me, it it feels like everything just kind of sits on top of my skin if I layer too many items on. Um, But I have actually found a routine that that really works for me. Could you explain, can you walk us through, maybe, what's your daily routine? Like morning, what do you do before makeup? All right, um, so um, I have a normal to, it can borderline be dry in some spots in my face, but mostly it's a normal skin type. Um, So I do not wash my face in the morning. What? No, I don't wash my face. Do you do anything? You don't put water on nothing? I will use a micellar water or a micellar wipe to just take off my my skincare from the the previous night. Um, I do double cleanse and do a whole skincare routine at night. But my Uh skincare routine in the morning is to really lightly wipe off my face with some kind of cleansing wipe. And I will use um, either like a light toner. Um, I've been liking the Muji. It's called a light toner high moisture um, essence slash toner. It's it's basically it looks like water, but (laughs) there's a moisture factor to it. Um, and then I will use an eye cream. Um, I've been using the L'Oreal Revitalift cream in the morning and I will switch that up with the Lancome Genifique Yeu um, <laughs> eye gel at night. Okay. Um, Courtesy of me. Yes. Thank you. Um, Laura gets a lot of gratis thank and you. she passes it on to me. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I will use, uh, what do I use? Yeah, I will use the toner and then I will just go in straight to my sunscreen. I've been loving 
I've recently got this maybe in the past two, three months. I've gotten the Super Goop Unseen Sunscreen Broad Spectrum SPF 40 Water and Sweat Resistant PA++++. Um, <laughs> and it is completely clear. She's opening it up right now so I'm I can see. it up. Let's do, Let's a, little... do a swatch. Um, it's Hopefully it doesn't do an air fart <laughs> on recording. Um, it's a very... Oh, wow. It's a thick gel, but it's a clear gel. Hmm. And it actually acts as like a makeup primer for me. It's very slick and silicone May I feel? Yeah. It feels oh. oily at first. It's not oily at all, though. Yeah. And this is Laura speaking. Yeah, this is not for me. I'm not a fan of that silicone slip, but I can see that that would be really nice for some people. Yeah. And it's completely clear, so there's no white cast. Um, it really works well under both of my favorite foundations, uh, which segue, um, will be this year I found the L'Oreal, um, Infallible Pro Glow. Ooh. I wear number 201 Classic Ivory, and this is also an SPF 15, but let's be honest, you need SPF higher than 15, guys. Yeah, they don't layer. And yeah. they don't, like, e if you're wearing an SPF 40 plus your makeup with a 15, it doesn't equal a 55, guys. That's not how yeah. it works. So I keep the SPF 40 on as my last step before makeup. Can we see a swatch? Can I see a swatch of that? Sure. Would you say that this is a medium coverage, a full coverage? Oh, what do you think? A, it's a buildable light to medium. Oh, it's a light to medium. Yeah. Oh, and I, I like this. It's really nice. I've really liked it because, you know, we're going away from matte foundation. I have personally never liked matte because my skin can be borderline dry. Doesn't look great. Um, this has a really pretty glowy finish. It's mm. not super glowy like you're looking like you have a sheen of sweat on you. Um, but it holds up throughout the day. It doesn't break apart on me. Um, and it really plays well with that sunscreen. So I really like the combo of these together. Um, so I will either use, um, the Real Techniques sponge or the Expert Face Brush mm -hmm. to buff that in. Love that brush. Um, you really, for me, I don't like a full coverage. I honestly, I don't need it. But I am also one of those types that I'm, we're going to talk about this later as far as trends, but you know, I like, I like to see my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it just looks more youthful. And the fact that I'm turning 30, you know what? I get still asked if I'm about 24, 25. So I'm going to say that, yeah, I think my, <laughs> something's working. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Um, what else have you been liking? Um, so I've also been into bronze touring. Oh, wait. What do you mean? Oh, you mean brawn touring? Brawn touring. Is okay. that what it's called? Can you explain for the people that don't know what a brawn tour is? It sounds like a dinosaur. Brontosaurus Rex. <laughs> um, so I've been using Hula Light by Benefit um, because, hey, guess what? I'm really, really fair. Karina is like the lightest shade the in lightest shade. any drugstore foundation. I'm pretty much always the lightest shade. And then I'm always pretty much like the second or third lightest because I'm a lot warmer in undertone than Karina. I have a lot more yellow in my skin. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So I use Hula Light and I just use a big old fluffy brush. And I only focus that, you know, in the hollows of my... Um, Cheeks, you know, normally where you put like a, a normal contour, and this is light enough so it doesn't look ruddy or orange or too warm toned on my skin. Um, I've hit pan on it. Oh, yeah. Like majorly hit pan on it. So I'll say that that has been a 2018 favorite. Okay. Do you use this all over or just as like a contour product? No, just as a, a, as a contour slash bronzer. Okay. A bronzer, if you will. Um, let's see, what else did I love in 2018? So I figured that... 
I really like acid exfoliation. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Game changer. You know, as a teenager, all we were marketed, um, the marketing towards teenagers was exfoliation with, you You guys know what I'm talking about, that St. Ives apricot scrub. And like Stridex pads, like everything was so astringent back then. It's either throw your face into a vat of acid <laughs> or scrub it with the crushed with shells of nuts. of nuts and apricots. I can tell you that my last facial that I had maybe like four or five years ago, I have a lot of redness in my skin and immediately the lady doing my facial was like, so what do you use? And I said, oh, you know, the St. Ives apricot scrub. She's like... Stop oh. what you're doing right now. Oh, honey, no. Because they're causing micro tears in your skin, which is why you see this permanent redness, because your skin has been permanently cut up. And I said, oh, my God. All right. And I have not used it since. And so chemical exfoliants, guys, game changers. Safe for sensitive skins, people with rosacea. It's just far and away the much better exfoliation option for your skin. And there are so many different kinds of chemical exfoliants, um, which I will not go into because, hey, guess what? I'm not an expert. No. Um, I received in for Christmas uh, 2017 a giant bottle mm-hmm. of Pixie, um, Pixie Beauty's Glow Tonic from Laura. It was so giant, it had a pump with it. She's and it, still not done I'm with it. I'm still not done with it. It's been <laughs> over a year. Um, and I will use that immediately out of the shower. Um don't at me if you think that's, like, a bad idea. But I will exfoliate first thing because I want that to be the first thing that touches my skin. For sure. Um, and this is not an everyday thing. I don't chemical exfoliate every day. Um, and if I use a physical exfoliator, it's maybe once a month. If really? I, oh, yeah. That's it? Yeah. I guess you don't really need it, but okay. Well, I mean, if there's days where I'm actually wearing a lot more makeup than I'm used to, I, I will double cleanse, but then I will follow up with a gentle, gentle scrub. Okay. Um, you want to use something that has either microbeads or something round. No shells. Did you know they're banning, like... Those plastic. Plastic microbeads. Yeah. So now you gets have to... Into our, it gets into our ocean systems. It's not great, but um, there some good will be options. some, like, a, you know, environmentally safe options. Um, again, I don't even own a physical exfoliant at this wow. moment, so I don't okay. use it at all. Um, but chemical exfoliants, um, let's talk about another one here that yes. I've recently found. What's this little doodad? So I... I don't really break out. If I have a hormonal breakout, mm. it'll be around my jaw mm-hmm. um, and on my forehead. Um, and I don't really know what that is from, but I can also see that I get some very minimal, like, congested pores. And so I looked this up, and this is the Ordinary Azelaic Acid Suspension 10% Multifunctional Brightening Formula. <laughs> um, so this is kind of like a light... I'm opening the bottle. Um, it's like a light gel Uh, gel cream formula oh Oh, excuse me um and this i use after toner oh um and Hmm. i only use this on my jaw area and on my forehead to kind of gently exfoliate away those congested pores you know like the texture little bumps um where you can't really like there's no whiteheads but you can still feel it under the skin Yeah. yeah it's just a congested pore so that's actually been helping i don't necessarily so Again, I am so fair that I can't really tell if my skin is being brightened. (laughs) 
I don't know if that's also, an actual side effect. We need to tell the listeners you also have vitiligo, so you really have loss of pigmentation on some areas of your face, don't you? Yeah, but again, I can't really tell. So, but like, even <laughs> if it was like in an area that you had vitiligo, there would be no possible way that it could get any brighter because there yeah, is no there is pigment no there. there is no melanin there. That's no crazy. melanocytes. Anyway, well, anyway. Um, so I like that. I only use that at night. And if I'm using, um, the ordinary, I also have their absorbable glucoside solution. I will alternate those on different days because you don't really want to double up on acids because you may over exfoliate your skin. Um, I don't necessarily have a sensitive skin, but I don't really want to risk that. So I will use the azelaic acid suspension at night, uh, before any other moisturizers um, one night and then say I'll use my vitamin C suspension on another day. Um, I don't have any retinols or retinoids that I've tried yet and I actually really want to try one because all I hear are great things about the miracles of retinols. Um, okay, one more thing that I've been loving and, you know, disclaimer, I have legit no any kind of hair routine. No Same. hair care routine at all. Same. Um, I've just recently cut it and I get my hair cut maybe once every one or two years. It never really happens. Um, you know what? But you know, me and Laura, we have very nice hair. We have a good wave pattern. Um, my very thick hair. Well, I have very, hair. very thick hair. You know, I have a lot of hair, but my strands are very fine. Um, so I really can't even use any product in it because it makes it look like I have greasy roots the day after I washed oh, it. Yeah. It's not great, but I have found um, the Brio Geo Scalp Revival Charcoal and Tea Tree Scalp Treatment. Um, and this is kind of like a charcoal um, infused tea tree oil treatment that you use on your scalp. Um, I use it on damp hair. And because, you know, sometimes, hey, guess what? I suffer from dandruff. And especially in the wintertime, it can actually get pretty itchy and dry and flaky. Yeah. And same. I've only use this maybe six or seven times so far, but I've really liked it. So, I mean, there are times where I can wash my hair and my hair is still sopping wet and I can look at my scalp and I see flakes. Oh yeah, same. I think it's because I don't, I think your hair, your scalp just immediately is either dried out or the sulfates or whatever is in your shampoo is immediately just sucking all of the life out of it while yeah. your hair is even just damp. So but this looks um, really cool. So how you use it is that you just part your hair. I pretty much only use it on the front of my scalp, like towards the front of my hair, my hairline. Um, so you part your scalp, just do a drop or two in each part and just massage it in. And it's really nice and cooling because of the tea tree. So it's pretty soothing. Um, but I have not noticed any flakes in the days after I use it. So I've really liked that too. Cool. Um, okay. And the last thing I'll talk about would be my little sleep mask duo that I use here. So I've been using the Laneige Lip Sleeping Mask. Um, I got the berry flavor, but for Christmas, uh, me and Laura, funny story, gifted each other uh, the Laneige Sleep Mask <laughs> trial kit oh from Sephora. We, so many lip balms. We got each other the same thing. And I've also been using this, belief, is it Belief? Belief? I think it's Belief. Aqua Bomb Sleeping Mask, um, and it smells so good. It smells like a lemony. No, it smells like a spa. spa. It's like it, an herbal it's like an, smell. Yeah, it's like an herbal smell. It smells really good. Mm. But you use this right before bed. You smooth it all over your face. And it kind of makes this 
almost a seal. So it kind of just seals in all of your skincare at night and it's pillow proof. Oh. So it does not transfer onto your pillows. Oh. Um, and you wake up with just a plump, glowy skin. Mm, like so, baby skin. Like baby soft skin. Love so it. I've really been liking that. And so those right now, so far as I can tell, are my 2018 favorites. Um, as far as trends that I really liked in 2018, I was really excited to see that there was a return to skin-focused makeup. Um, what do you mean by that? I say skin-focused. Um, <laughs> so we all know what the Instagram influencers, they're all about. They've ruined full, us, people. Full coverage, matte, matte, matte foundation, absolutely none of your real skin, skin, I should say skin pigment, skin texture. Freckles. Freckles. Spots. Even acne. Acne scars. Like, God, come on, it's people. like God forbid the, we have anything on our faces. God forbid you have any kind of a breakout. It's like, cover it all up and put on a mask at this point because <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Go the, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm thinking about that guy who, who trolled us for months and wore the the silicone mask. Oh, Alexis Stone. If follow, anybody's not follow, following this, follow the Alexis Stone oh my on God. Instagram. He, mine will be blown. So backstory, <laughs> super random tangent, but backstory. He um, <laughs> trolled everybody for a good five months by making us all believe that he had gotten major facial uh, reconstruction, uh, plastic surgery, and he. Everybody thought. He completely botched his face, me and Laura included. It was it was shocking. horrific. Um, <laughs> he kind of looked like Jocelyn Wildenstein. If you don't know her, look her up. She's the cat lady. She is the cat lady. Um, and then he did the craziest reveal. And on his Instagram, ripped off his prosthetics and rendered us all speechless. I was shocked. Anyway. We were shocked. Anyway. But that's what Instagram makeup is like. It's like you're putting on this crazy mask, you're covering up all of your features, and you do all of this eyeshadow, and then you put on these huge lashes that basically cover up all of the hard work you've spent. And I'm like, <laughs> when does it end, people? It's a lot, and especially baking. Baking needs to stop. Right? I don't understand baking it. Baking is for cakes. Baking is for drag queens. Baking is for if you're sitting under hot lights for hours. Not if you're going to the grocery store to buy a cinnamon roll. I'm yeah, sorry. You don't need literal stage makeup to go out in public, guys. It's okay. Like, sure, I get that a lot of people love makeup as a form of self-expression, but these people that I think... Maybe don't have great skin, but you know what is great skin? Um, they feel like now that all of these people are using full coverage, matte foundation, like absolutely block out any kind of discoloration or any spots or freckles on your face, they feel like, oh, that's that's, that's how I'm going to get great skin. You know how you get great skin? Great skin care. Yeah. Well, and I think it's all of these Instagram influencers who are pretty much because of their following – they don't explicitly say it, but they it's almost just like you it's a requirement for your base to look a certain way. Otherwise, this look is not achievable. Right. So I feel like we've definitely seen like the opposite effect happening where there's lots of makeup artists and people on YouTube who are really proud of showing off their skin and they choose a less intense base. 
um, because they just prefer that look, and I certainly am starting to prefer that look a lot more now. Yeah, so my favorite trend of um, 2018 is the pendulum swing away from full cover uh, foundations. Um, I love that we're seeing more of a, a focus on skin right now in makeup. Um, just, you know, healthy, glowing skin. And, um, you know, I'm, re I'm really glad to see that because, you know, a lot of these people... You're like 21 or 22. Your skin is, is nice. great. <laughs> you don't, why are you covering it up? Exactly. I don't understand it. I mean, you could, that's just, that's just my take on that. Yeah, anyway. I mean, not everybody feels comfortable to go without makeup and I get that. Like, I still wear makeup if I know I'm going out somewhere for an extended period of time. But I think it's giving us the, um, like, Privilege, not privilege, but like giving us the option to be like, hey, you don't have to look this way. You can also look, you can also just throw on some concealer under your eyes and mascara and call it a day. Like it doesn't have to be this humongous like to do to get your makeup and feel confident and ready for the day. But anyway, do you have any like makeup Instagram pages you can shout out? Um, oh yeah. So um, we both love um, Katie Jane Hughes. So she is a British, um, New York-based makeup artist who also does, you know, celebrities, but her looks are great because she also has a skin focus. She does not retouch. She does not facetune. Um, she's always talking about, hey, guess what? I have pores. Everybody has pores. This mm -hmm. is what we look like in real life, not just on the internet. Um, also, her eye makeup looks are great. I love her accessories. I love a big earring. I think she... Um, was the one that inspired me to actually go and get some big ol' hoops. So I'm excited for that. Um, any other artists? Um, Samantha Robindahl, she's I've followed her for a few years now. And um, she actually used to do the full cover, full matte foundation. And she's also kind of been embracing her natural skin, which she does have an acne-prone skin. And she will post photos on her Instagram where she has an edited version and an unedited version. Yeah, and I've guess what? That. I prefer the unedited version um, because you can't block out the texture of your acne. You can block out the color of it, but you can't necessarily get rid of that texture. Um, and people need to see that. So um, Katie Jane Hughes and Samantha Robindahl are my two favorites right now. All right, Laura. So uh, that was my favorites of 2018 as far as, you know, beauty and my routine went. Um, what do you have to share with us? Oh, my God. Um, a lot. So if nobody knows, I work in cosmetics. I've been working at makeup counters since 2015, and right now I am a beauty merchandiser. So while I don't sell cosmetics per se, my hands are always on new products I know exactly like what's coming in, what the trends are and things like that. Um, and I do buy a lot of stuff. Um, I also get gifted a lot of things, which is great. So in 2018, I would say towards the latter half of 2018, I found my favorite nail polish of all time. It is called KL Polish and it is created by a YouTuber. Her name is Kathleen Lights. She sells her polishes online, and I can hands down say these are the best nail polishes. I already have, like, I don't know, over 10 colors. They're, and they come in just, like, really amazing, cool shades that I personally love. They're really different shades, too. They're not, yeah, like, they're cookie, not cookie cutter reds and right. 
you know. And the brush is so good. It's like this fat curved brush that just gets mm-hmm. right onto the cuticle. And they, I find that they last a really long time. And for somebody who works with their hands, I mm-hmm. open cardboard boxes all day. I'm constantly lifting things. They last a long, long, long time, which is really important to me because I just like the way my nails look when they're painted. Otherwise, I'm a picker. I pick at my cuticles. I will rip my nails. It's I've Same. never had good nails whatsoever. So these Same. help me keep them looking good. Yeah, so tip for all of you uh, pickers, I don't necessarily bite my nails, but I will pick and bite at my cuticles too. Um, Honestly, the only way that I stop doing it is if my nails look pretty Mm -hmm. because I want it to last. Exactly. Anyway. You hear that? That ASMR? (laughs) You like that? Okay. (laughs) One thing, this is not beauty related, but it's self-care related. I started tracking every day taking my vitamins since 2018 and I have already done it for over a year now so go me I'm super like that's the only thing I've ever been able to like stick to you're a winner I am a winner and I use an app and I think it's just called habit but every day it'll pop up on your phone and you just tap that you've done it and you move on but I think incorporating adaptogens into my vitamin and supplement routine every day has really helped me Right now, I'm taking rhodiola, which is an adaptogenic herb, and what that means is that it adapts to your stress receptors and helps you better deal with stressful situations. And as somebody whose anxiety has really ramped up last year, um, this has really helped me not feel so anxious all the time. Mm. And it's not like you're feeling anything like like drinking a glass of wine or like smoking weed, but it it just helps you not feel anxious as often. So I take this every single day. So vitamins. Also, I've taken a hair, skin, and nails vitamin every day, and I feel like it really helps with the conditions. It helps my nails be strong because I have really uh, thin nails, and my lashes grow a little bit longer and just feel thicker and fuller because I also have very stick-straight lashes that can tend to look really stumpy and crappy. Can I interrupt? I've also been taking vitamins every day. So I... Um, I don't um, have any experience with any kind of adaptogen, but I've been using a B12 supplement and a magnesium supplement in addition to uh, my normal um, vitamins, which also are an extra strength hair, skin, and nails plus multivitamin. So I've been doing that and also iron just because I am anemic. And you know what, ladies? You should probably go get checked if you are anemic because most women with the period are somewhat gonna somewhat anemic or have been at some point in their life. But you know what? It really helps with energy levels. So hashtag get that checked. Um, yeah, I would say B12 is also it makes it makes a huge difference because I tend to be a very sleepy person. <laughs> I sleep a lot during the night, but during the day I can tend to be like in a fog for most of the day, so B12 helps with that. Um, the next thing that I have on my favorites of 2018 is incorporating oils into my skincare routine. Um, I only use oils at night because I am quite oily. So during the day, I don't add any additional oils, but at night, I like to feel like I'm just doing a little bit more for my skin. It's a little more nourishing. Yeah. It just feels, I don't know, just a little bit more mm, like juicy. Um, so I got a sample of this Carez Wild Rose Oil, and it lo- it says it's a vitamin C active brightening oil. I already went through one of these samples, which is a half ounce, and there's beautiful, like, 
rose petals in it. I'm looking at this now. Dried rose petals. It's And it's a dry I'm oil. This. I'm going to smell this little oil right here. It's super light. So even if you're oily, Ooh. I think you would really like it. Put some on the back of your hand and try it. It's very light. So what I do is after I cleanse and tone and add um, like an essence on my skin. Ooh, that is very lightweight. Yeah. Also, I'll put like a serum and this will be like next to last. Oh, okay. So this is actually kind of like a dry oil. It's a dry oil. So it's not going to leave you looking like a grease lick. It absorbs very fast. But every day, that every night that I use it, I wake up and my skin just looks brighter. It's plump, but not greasy, if that makes sense. And Laura does have oily skin. So oily skin people... Don't be afraid to use oil in your skin. It's actually really important to keep the balance of oil there. Mm -hmm. um, because if you strip all those natural oils, um, your skin will actually overcompensate by pumping out more oil through your um, sebaceous glands. So that's why you can end up looking really oily and slick throughout the day when, you know, sometimes you just need to add a little bit more mm -hmm. natural moisture back into your skin so it can kind of balance that oil production out. Yeah, and I think especially oilier skin types are taught to strip away so much oils. And so the, that routine in it of itself is also just not, I don't know, it's not doing anything for your skin. So instead of taking things away, I like to add things to my skin so it just feels more healthy. And then the second oil and my favorite oil by far is the Herbivore Emerald Cannabis Sativa Deep Moisture Glow Oil. Say that. 10 times fast. It is this beautiful pale green. Pale green. It's a very I'm going to put some on your hand. Instagrammable bottle, Ooh. by the way. It is beautiful. It's made with cannabis sativa oil, aka hemp oil. So it's not like a THC, anything like that. It's just this luxe formula. It feels, it goes on your skin super smooth. Your skin loves this. Like my skin is obsessed with this oil. But I use this at night, and sometimes I won't even put a moisturizer on top because this is pretty much moisturizing the heck out of my skin. So when you use oils in your skincare, are you using oils before moisturizer, or do you use oils as an occlusive on top of your moisturizer to kind of seal that in? You know, I, I like to do my oils first, and then I, Let them sink in. I kind of like will do my skincare routine at night. I'll watch some television. It'll be like a couple of hours, and then right before I go to bed, I'll put on an overnight mask or a moisturizer. Oh, okay. So it's already, like, soaked into my skin pretty much, and then I'll put a moisturizer on top. But if anybody is able to, like, check this out, I know they're coming out with their emerald oil with CBD in it, and I'm going to be all over it. So I need to finish this up first before I buy a bottle of that. But I'm all about the adaptogens. I'm all about putting, like, this cannabis oil into things. That's a huge trend, and we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. So, oh, my God. Can I tell you my favorite foundation find of 2018 actually started this year, but <laughs> it was the last purchase I made on Sephora, which was December 31st. So that counts. I think it counts because <laughs> it, it wasn't in my hands, but oh my God, this is ruling my world. Do tell. It is the very bougie mm -hmm. YSL Touche Claw All-in-One Glow Foundation. It says on the bottle, fresh dewy makeup, natural medium coverage, long-lasting hydration, and oil-free. This stuff Oh my god. It has changed the foundation game for me because I as a for as an oily person was all about the matte life. But huh, 
let me tell you guys. We are not about that mat life anymore. I am anymore. not about the mat life anymore. This stuff makes my skin look perfect. It looks dewy, but I don't feel like it is greasy because a lot of the times makeup products will break up on my nose area so mm-hmm. you can like see the separation. Because this is dewy, I thought it was going to do that for me, but it just doesn't do it. It just looks perfectly smooth. It just looks hydrated. My skin looks healthy and it's not full coverage. It, oh my God. How was the uh, the lasting power throughout the day? Because it stays on all day, which is crazy. It's like mind, I don't even know what this magic is, but I'm obsessed with it. I am looking at this shade the that Laura shade has is to wear. way dark And for you. it's a good five shades darker than mine. It's actually a little bit dark for me, but because it's a medium, it's a pretty light to medium coverage. You blend it out I can enough. get away with it. It's yeah. really not a big deal for me. Also, I'm a warmer skin tone anyway, so I really, it's whatever. But if anybody has $50 to shell out for this makeup, <laughs> oh boy, this is nice. Yeah. Ooh, and it's like a, okay, we all love a pump. It's a tube in a pump. It's a, a pump in a tube. Yeah, it's a tube, but there's a pump on the end, so you can really get to the very last drop. Obsessed. And I've been, like, trying here and there to, like, put my matte foundations back on, and I, I hate the way they look. Around my mouth, it looks, cl- like cakey it looks dry and this is without me even setting it with powder which I actually don't even do anymore because I just love the way my skin looks and feels fresh and dewy and hydrated your skin just looks so juicy I want to look like if I touched it it would just look like a little like <laughs> a little chef's kiss <laughs> like a little, mm, mm, mm. compliments to the YSL chefs okay <laughs> Next up is my favorite mascara, which I actually really wish it wasn't my favorite because it's so good, but it's 25 freaking dollars, people. I am not somebody who buys a lot of prestige and luxury makeup. And yet, and yet, Lancome, you done it again. Monsieur Big, this mascara is amazing. Do you just hear that? I'm going to put that tube in. Ooh. Ooh. Chef's kiss again. That's the, oh, that's the sound I want my skin to make. Is that little like, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So the Miss Miss Big, we're going to call it the Mr. Big Mascara. It's in this really pink glittery tube, but it's not, this is like a holiday thing. It is like L'Oreal Lash Paradise, but for somebody like me who has straight lashes that stick down a lot or just straight out, they do not hold a curl. Mm. I usually have to use a waterproof mascara and then a regular fluffy mascara to keep them lifted all day. This stuff, I curl my lashes, I put on a few coats of this. Ooh, it's... Is this a waterproof formula or no? No, and that's the great part because waterproof is so hard to remove. So you just put it on. The the brush is really thick and fluffy. Mm -hmm. I don't like a plastic brush. I like a fibery kind of brush. Um, Excuse me. It makes my lashes thick and fluttery and full. I love it. So absolutely my new favorite mascara, but thank God I get a discount because I don't know how people pay for this full price. Yeah, you have a lot of, a lot of, a little uh, luxe. (laughs) 
luxury. It pays to, you know, I get a discount, and then certain times of the year I get, like, a double discount, so that's when I really go ham on things. But anyway. Yeah, disclaimer, she gets a big discount on this kind of stuff. I've just always been the drugstore queen, so I've actually found a lot of stuff that really works for me, and it doesn't, you know what, great beauty stuff does not need to break the bank, people. Just find what works for you. Well, guess what's next? It's a drugstore find. Ooh, here we go. So, a new favorite blush of mine... By the way, blush, I have so many blushes. I love blush. I think they really, like, enhance the look. I could just pack it on all day. So, I have the Milani Cosmetics Romantic Rose Powder Blush, and it's in the pretty uh, shape of a flower, of a rose. Ooh, I like that. It's natural. It's very natural. It looks like... It's like your best nude lipstick, but for your face. Like a soft nude rose. I like that. The perfect neutral blush when you really don't want to wear anything, you know, too pink, too peachy. This is like a good everyday blush. Like the perfect everyday color. I'm really into it. With like a good black liner and lashes. Yes, exactly. That's all you need. Yep. Loving it. Um, What else do I have to share? Oh, the Amika... What is it called? The Amika Straightening Brush. It's like a hot brush, okay? It's a hot brush. It's a hot brush. It's a brush. It's a mini brush because I didn't want to spend $150 on the full-size brush. God forbid. So I bought this at Sephora. It's a straightening brush. So what it does, you plug it in, it heats up, and you just literally comb it through your hair. It couldn't be more simple than that. I've actually stopped straightening my hair because I have very thick, and now my hair is very long, so it takes forever and I end up getting really sweaty and hot when I do it because it's like (laughs) hot iron on my neck and I just I can't deal so what I do is I will wash my hair I only wash my hair once a week I'll comb my hair through at night that night while it's still wet and then the morning I wake up let it kind of air dry a little bit more plug in this brush I usually just do my I just split my hair into two sections so like a half up half down kind of thing and then all I do is slowly just brush my hair with this and it really helps smooth it out because I have quite frizzy hair and it keeps it nice and shiny and then for the rest of the week it's not frizzy it's tamed I like the way it looks it doesn't totally straighten my hair like an iron would but it just keeps it nice and smooth but I still have the wave to my hair so I've been really into that I really like that product a lot oh my gosh we need to talk about trends is it trend talk time? Well, let me think. Let, let me talk about my favorite trend. Oh, yeah. What was, year. what was your favorite trend of 2018, Laura? I'm going to agree with you that the focus on skin is was really, like, interesting to see. I also think a lot of clean beauty brands are coming out because there's lots of talk about, um, you know, quote-unquote toxins or whatever it is but people are becoming a little bit more educated about what goes in their skincare and makeup and I think it's I don't think there's anything bad to that Sephora has a clean beauty uh, seal that they put on products that are um, quote-unquote clean so they're free of this certain list of ingredients that they also have listed on their website Um, and I'm trying to kind of you know get a little bit more education about brands and there's a lot more brands that are coming into the mainstream that are clean beauty so it's not all these granola things that you find over at like the beauty section at whole foods like they're all in sephora they're online they're on instagram they're super popular so that's a trend i've been really into the other one is glossy lips 
Oh, thank God. For so long, the look was puckered, dried, matte lips. <laughs> I can't. And I, I can't do it, guys. I could just. I can't. I just can't. My lips are in a perpetual state of flakiness. They're always dry. I need a juicy lip balm with me anywhere I go. If I don't, I actually start to have a feeling of panic because there's nothing worse than being without a lip balm while your lips are so dry. Yep. Yep. You want to die, right? What lip balm do you use? Ugh. What? My holy grail lip my holy grail lip balm is the Glossier Balm.com. I have I think I have four or maybe three right now. I have two in my vanity that I can see. I know I have one at my makeup area where I do my makeup, and then I also have one in my purse. So there is literally nowhere that I can go and not have one because it's everything to me. You can use it on cuticles. I have a coconut flavored one that's really nice. Um, and then I also have the Laneige lip mask because we also bought each other the same Laneige lip mask set from Sephora, which is really nice. It's nice and juicy. I'll put that on at night, but it is in like a pot. So you have to use your fingers. So I don't keep that one like in my purse or anything. Um, but glossy lips, like lip gloss made a comeback. It's back. Isn't it? I just don't get it. Like the matte dried look just looked so aging. And every, I think that's why everybody started getting these lip fillers because it people only looks good on smooth, right? plump lips. And you know what? Most people don't have lips that look like they're being stretched to their limits. Like everybody has lines in their lips. That's just the way things are. That's your lips, and guys. And so I think because matte lipsticks were just so drying and literally sucked the moisture out of your lips, people are like plumping them up so it looks halfway decent. Girl, if I have to spend $300 on lip fillers for a freaking $8 lip, liquid lipstick to look any good, I'll pass. So I've been really loving lipstick. Um, lipsticks that are like shiny, glossy lip glosses. Right now, I've been really into the Maybelline Baby Lips. Mm. If you've ever tried them, they're just like a nice lip balm. And then some of the shades will turn your lips a little bit pink. Or I think I, think I have one that's called Cherry Me. It's a cherry flavor that makes a nice little like pink tint to the lips. So that's been really nice. And it's $4.50. $4.50, people. Okay, Karina. So those were my favorite beauty products in 2018. So now what we're going to do is switch gears. And we're going to talk about trends that need to die in 2018. We don't want them anymore. Dead to us, right? dead. Get away. We don't want you. We're, we're over it. We're over it. So Karina, what yes. is a trend that needs to stay in 2018? Well, Laura, let me tell you. So, um, you know, I'm an avid lurker on Instagram. I really don't post that many photos, which will change because we need to start posting some content. We for, need to be content creators. At Glow and Tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I follow Many a makeup influencer, um, many makeup brands, um, and the cycle of product launches is getting out of hand. There are new launches every day. Every day. (laughs) And you know what? A lot of these, like, color makeup, we're not talking about skincare, we're talking about color makeup. So eyeshadows, lipsticks, powders... Um, complexion, it all looks the same. It okay. all looks the same. These warm-toned eyeshadow palettes. Oh, How many 
warm, quote unquote, tones <laughs> do you need in your collection? How many? You got I... one. You got them all. How many warm taupes do we need for our freaking crease color? Am I right? And who uses an orange every day? Not me. I don't. Jacqueline Hill might. But girl, you got your own palette with Morphe. We got it. But every collection that these people are churning out every day, and you know what? I get it. It's business. It's money. So, hey, guess what? The person that never got that palette from, hey, that one brand, uh, looking at you, ColourPop, guess what? They're going to release them in single shadows so you can build up your own pan. Or the next collection that they're probably going to launch next Wednesday <laughs> is probably going to have the same color in it. Well, like, I, I think, how many things do you need? Well, and I also think that brands keep pumping stuff out and market them as if they're, like, game changers. But, like... They're not. We've we've made every single eyeshadow color there is. We've made every lipstick color there is. What is going to be setting them apart and, and why do we care? I'm going to be a little shady, but you know who did it? MAC. They all did it. If you need an eyeshadow, eyeshadow color, go to MAC. It's already been done. But the same things turned out with a different label on it. I get it. It makes them money. And it's just the hype is so much there's so much hype surrounding these items <laughs> that really i mean you know we've seen the same colors over and over sure there might be different formulas um but if somebody who's been using powder eyeshadows for the last i don't know 15 20 years like i have i'm not really gonna want to use cream eyeshadows unless i know it's gonna work that well and it's probably not gonna stay in my collection because, you know, cream eyeshadows dry up. Yeah. I've had eyeshadow palettes for 10 years. And I don't know if that's dangerous to use <laughs> on my eyes. But I've never gotten an infection. I think I'm fine. Um, the churning out of different collab collections. Oh, my God. Is it's crazy. crazy. It's bananas. It's wild. Um, so, you know, right now we're looking at... Um, Jeffree Star is doing a collaboration with Morphe Brushes for his own brush set. Um, Kathleen Lights has her own thing. Like she has a ton of stuff she with ColourPop. ColourPop. Um, you know what? And Morphe and the the influencer collabs. Ooh, it's a it's a lot. I mean, I get it. They are blowing up. Um, you know, ColourPop puts stuff out every week. It's crazy, and and it's all for the bottom line. Mm -hmm. It's for the dollar. Um, but it's like if somebody. They have to put things out so often because the attention span of this generation is like mm, maybe a good 24 hours and then they're on to something new. It's something new every single day. So um, if you guys want to see what I'm talking about, um, there is an Instagrammer called Trend Mood um, and she forecasts, not forecasts, uh, she talks about new product launches on her page and provides swatches and reviews but it's constant. This woman probably doesn't sleep. And I know she has young children. <laughs> it's crazy. Because it's constant. The stuff she has to churn out just to keep up with product launches. Because she will. she's like the first one in the game that knows all of these things and gets all the PR packages. It's insane. Well, it's a full-time job. Just, just talking about product launches for And her. I think that, I mean, I'm guilty of being influenced. Like, the one that comes to mind is like the Fenty lip gloss. Like... She makes lip gloss seem like it's never been done before. And I'm a sucker. And I bought an $18 pink clear lip gloss. Like, 
people are just influenced over absolutely everything and Mm -hmm. I'm no exception but I think that they make this demand where there really isn't a demand they make this like artificial need for something that you know you don't need but the hype is so hyped up and all of the people you follow are using it and it's like it's a loose powder like how much more exciting can a loose powder get like I don't get it it's so it's wild I don't know I mean to be fair all makeup is it's the same ingredient it's an an artificial want we get it it's superficial you don't need this stuff but that's what makes it fun but the amount of products that are coming out ooh, and let's talk about PR packages I see all these people (laughs) getting these Effing ridiculous. ridiculous PR packages. First of all, what a waste. Mm-hmm. It's so much waste. And there are islands in the Pacific that are legit sinking at this moment. Why do we need <laughs> to provide you with a giant beauty blender with all 50 shades of your foundation? Hey, guess what? That influencer influencer is going to be able to use maybe two of those tops. Stop sending out full bottles of your in- entire shade range we get it you want to say that you're inclusive we get it but you don't need to give all of them to everybody you send out pr to and these giant packages they're crazy it's stupid it's stupid i mean do you need a little video plane when you open up a lid of something no you don't like we get it it's for the gram we get it but good god like calm down (laughs) and the other side of like this product cycle is that it starts to make um heritage brands like chanel like bobby brown like all of these brands that have always been in the game but are considered like a luxury brand they're still on the same product cycle that was here like 10 years ago so Mm -hmm. they do uh a spring summer collection and then they do a fall winter collection and a holiday collection and that nowadays is seeming like when it's not enough it just doesn't seem like enough and when I was working at a makeup counter I worked for Clinique and then I worked for Bobbi Brown I just felt like all of these other brands are just going 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 and I was sitting waiting for the next cool thing to come out from these lines and it would take another six months. And so it's also training us to be in that gimme, gimme, gimme like mindset where you just need something. You want something. You want to see more. Like what's next? It's like you're on to the next thing. And the same thing is happening in like fashion. So like fast fashion. There especially. was a, well, there is a spring summer collection. Then there was a fall winter collection. And now there's resort. There's cruise. There's like all of these in between things because we just can't figure out how to like enjoy the one beautiful collection that these brands put out and appreciate them. We don't need 25 different lipstick formulas and shades from one brand one week and then the same thing in another product category the next. I feel like people are not enjoying the products they have because they're so interested to see like what could be next and so we're really accumulating all of these things without actually using them or going through them and this is what I'm going to talk about for my skincare resolution later on but it's creating us to be these hoarders and consumers of stuff we really didn't ask for but because we see it so much on social media we feel like we need it we feel like we have Mm -hmm. to have it and I think that's kind of problematic so either we sound like total grandmas right now just (laughs) complaining about these young kids and the things that they want but maybe maybe just maybe what if all of these people 
did a little Marie Kondo yes. on their makeup collections. You would be amazed at all the stuff that they don't actually use. They bought it for the packaging. Yep. yep. It's a waste. Um, okay. On now to the I'm next talk about, rant. It's funny you say packaging. The trend I think that really needs to go away in 2018 is this millennial aesthetic. And what I mean when I say that is the really minimal packaging, mm-hmm. maybe one color packaging, very minimal text on the Font. front. Like mm-hmm. if you look at a brand like Herbivore, very like that minimal aesthetic. Glossier could also be called that minimal, that millennial aesthetic. Um, there's so many brands out there that all use the same font. I always just see the same thing. And so what that's really doing, I just don't get a sense of the brand's style. I don't understand their story. I don't really know why their product is going to be better than another product from a different brand, but in the same overall packaging. It's very... I don't know. They're just catering to this aesthetic of, like, this Instagram influencer will put it on their shelf. They're going to style it really nice, and they're going to take a picture. And I feel like brands are just throwing their products in that direction of give it to the influencers because they're going to sell the product for us. Where it's really not being able to capture the brand's identity. I don't really see a personality to these brands anymore and I don't understand because a moisturizer is a moisturizer right like it's not magic in a jar but the way that these brands are packaging things and styling things and pretty much just giving it up to the people that receive their PR it's not really giving me a point of view like there's really no point of difference for me because I follow so many different like beauty Instagrammers people that you know, are really into skincare. And so they're beautiful top shelves. All I see are their points of view, but Mm -hmm. the brand is pretty much like taken away from that because everything is so similar. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I see the same font. I see millennial pink everywhere. Or like these Um, pastel shades. It's all very pastel. And I get that they want this minimalist, clean aesthetic with I mean, you know, I don't even know if most of these brands are even certified as a clean beauty brand. You know, Sephora has their clean beauty seal. Um, it's a very, it's a very specific aesthetic, and I believe it's targeted at a very specific subset of people. Um, and you know, it is pretty. I am, I like the aesthetic, but what matters to me is how do these products work? Just right. because it's in a cute packaging doesn't mean it's gonna work. Um, and you know, you know. Disclaimer, all products work differently on everybody. Um, Just because it works for somebody like, you know, me, I don't have oily skin, but if it's, if it works for me and moisturizes my skin really well, it's probably not going to work for Laura, you know, vice versa. Um, And yeah, I think their packaging is very specifically targeted towards the hashtag millennial aesthetic, Um, the top shelfie. So if you go to, into the gloss, Mm -hmm. um, they talk about the top shelfies. So they're you're interviewing makeup artists, influencers, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And their shelfies all kind of look the same. Like everybody has so many products, but they're all displayed the same and they're all the same products. I'm like, uh And that's and that also kind of ties into the overload of product launches is that I follow a lot of people that are skincare influencers. Yeah. For and sure. I don't understand how they can even get 
into any kind of routine if there are new products coming in left and right. I don't, I mean, for me, less is so much more because I found things that work for me and, you know, I will try new things here and there, but a new item, like, practically every time you wash your face, yeah, like, that's crazy. I don't even think that's even really good for your skin. Well, and it, and it, it's not fair to the products that you're using because if you are using one new thing every other day, how are you really understanding like what it's doing for you and if it works or not? I don't know. Which is going to be the, if something breaks you out and you're using something different every day, you won't be able to figure out or pinpoint what it is that's actually irritating your skin. Right. Anyway, so those are our trends that needed to die in 2018. Hopefully they're going to be, they're going to be gone and stay gone. Yes. All right, guys. So now we want to talk about our beauty and skincare and self-care resolutions for 2019. Um, I'll go first. Okay. So uh, my resolution and pretty much my resolution anytime I make these is to drink more water. Oh. Because water is the essence of life. (laughs) Um, You need it to live. Karina, how much water do you actually drink? (laughs) Like how much? Because I drink a lot of water. I have actually gotten a swell bottle that is, I believe, 25 ounces. So I will aim to drink at least two of those while I'm at work. That's not bad. That's actually really good. Um, And I know that they say your hydration levels, it kind of just depends on how much liquids you're intaking. But let's be honest, if I'm only drinking coffee and a Diet Coke, that's not water. Um, I mean, it's mostly water. It's mostly water, but... But it also makes but, you pee a lot. But pure water is better for you. It's better for your skin, mm-hmm. better for your body. Um, so that is my resolution. Okay. Um, I also want to stay on top of my vitamin game. So I, as a Christmas present, <laughs> um, I bought everybody a cute little pill box. Love it. Uh, from this company called Port and Polish. Um, and... It's just a really sleek, thin, rectangular um, pillbox with, you know, days of the week. And it has a large, nice mirror on it. So you could actually use it as a kind of a compact if you wanted to do that. Um, It's like a sleek, thin, fits in your purse. And it's like a nice matte, soft touch finish. So it's actually a cute one. And it's like, you know, where you go to the pharmacy at the grocery store and it's like these weird, ugly plastic bubble pill organizers I got one that looks great so I think I am more prone to using my vitamins every day because hey I can just take out my cute little pill box and use it it's like they just designed it for our generation exactly (laughs) it's uh, it's a millennial aesthetic if you will for a pill box um so more resolutions yes um I do want to read more um this is kind of sad but I read two books in January I read um, a Tana French novel. It was called The Witch Elm. And I love Tana French novels. So if you don't know, she writes um, these murder mystery novels. And she is mostly known for her Dublin Murder Squad series. Oh, yes. Uh, But this is actually not within that series whatsoever. Um, It's really good. It's a good mystery novel. I finished that. And I also read The Other Boleyn Girl. I've read that before and I saw it at um, Powell's bookstore and I said, you know what? I'm going to try that again. Um, And I'm also listening to Audible now. So I am finally reading for pleasure again. And I used to be a very big reader 
Um, so my resolution for 2019 is to actually read more books, like physical books. Audible is great, especially on my commute to and from work. Audible is amazing. It's Audible totally changed the game. Yeah, because I can be doing other things, but still listening to an actual book. But you know what? There's nothing that is like physically opening a book and turning a page. I love it. Need to do more of it. Um, I want to listen to more podcasts. Um, so I could probably just quickly mention a few podcasts that I listen to. Um, I'm not a huge podcast listener or I wasn't until pretty recently. Um, I love true crime. Oh my God, Karina. Yes. I've got some recommendations for you. Okay. What if we, I think maybe we can put some of our recommendations and our highlights up Mm -hmm. on Instagram. So those are going to be stickied for you guys. So if you need to like... If you need some help into, like, what should I watch next? What should I listen to next? We're going to have all of that for you on Instagram. Yeah. But real quick, um, as far as another, like, beauty podcast goes, um, we both listen to Fat Mascara um, with Jen and Jess. They are two beauty editors in space out of New York. Um, I listen to Natch Butte, hosted by Jackie Johnson. She's a hilarious comedian and also has great guests on and – you know, she's talking about skincare and she also only reviews uh, vegan and cruelty free skincare. Um, I also love, again, true crime. Um, so I've been listening to the Cold podcast. Oh my God. It's, it's about a. So good. It's about a story that happened, you know, in 2009, 2010. Um, it was very big news and I will highlight that on Instagram, but it's a wild story so far. Um, and I also love the last podcast on the left. Shout outs to my guys. They are um, three guys that are hilarious and they mostly deal with, you know, big hitters, serial killers. They talk about paranormal stuff, but they do it in such a way that you're like crying laughing when they when they're talking <laughs> about it. Um, what about Forever 35? That's oh, like Forever 35. Beauty, beauty yes. podcast. They're so good. If you love a soothing 40s, like, they're, like, in their late 30s, early 40s. They're two amazing women. They're in the comedy and writing business. They love beauty, and they are just so pleasant to listen to every Mm -hmm. single week. I love them. Is this going to be our version of Forever 35? Except we're Forever 30. Forever 30 going on 85. This is not the new title of our podcast, by the way. We're still Glow Intel. Um, And then the last podcast that just finished, I'm so sad, uh, was Binge Mode Harry Potter and... It's been a wild ride. I love it. As if anybody knows me, they know I am a huge, huge Harry Potter nerd. Aren't you wearing a I'm Deathly wearing a, Hallows sweatshirt as I, we speak? I am indeed. Um, we're recording this podcast in sweats, and I happen to be wearing a sweatshirt I got for Christmas um, with the three signs of the Deathly Hallows. So... Yeah, I'm a huge nerd for that stuff. Um, so those are my podcasts. We'll keep posting those on Instagram. Um, and my last resolution is to bake more. Um, I'm very into baking. It's kind of like a therapeutic kind of a... It is self-care for me. I love yeah. baking. I don't necessarily even eat most of what I bake. Same. I just love working with my hands and creating something that others can enjoy. I think it's the process. Yeah, the process is very therapeutic. Um, Anybody knows me, they also know that I love baking and cooking. So my resolution is to keep that up and make it more of a consistent hobby of mine. All right, Laura, what were your beauty resolutions? Okay, so my resolution is shopping what I already have in my stash. Mm -hmm. I have a full like bar tray, like a little mirrored bar tray full of skincare. 
Um, and so I, and I also have a box that sits under my bed of all of the stuff that I have backups of or stuff that I mean to give away to friends, um, later on. Every couple of times a year, me and my friends get together and do a huge makeup and skincare swap. So items that hadn't been really working for me, I don't throw them away, but I'll keep them in this box so I can give them to somebody who would really like to use them. And that's a good way to reduce your waste. Yes. And reducing waste is also... Another one of my resolutions, I noticed last year, or just like any time, I'm a huge user of Ziploc bags, of paper towels, of just stuff that's one-time use. Um, And so my resolution was to use less paper towels and plastic packaging and just stuff that I know are just going to go straight to the trash. So I bought some beeswax wraps for my food and they can all, they double as like container wraps, like instead of foil or saran wrap. So those have been really nice. I've been reaching for those instead. And I feel like having those things there really helps me to like stop and think about, do I need saran wrap? Do I need this piece of foil or could I just use my beeswax paper that I, that I own? Um, on that, I actually bought a set of stainless steel straws recently. I should do that. It's, I think it's going to be really easy to use if I'm out and about. If, hey, you know what? You go to Starbucks, you get an iced latte, say no to that plastic straw. Oh, I'm so just going right. to keep one in my purse. Right. And it comes with a little pipe cleaner to, to clean them when you're done with it. But I bought a pack of um, six straws. Hey, TJ Maxx, $4.99. Oh, can you pick me up a pack of those? That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, you know, it's a little thing, but it adds up. I've heard that, you know, plastic straws account for a lot, a lot of the plastic waste that's in the ocean. So I'm trying to do my part. Anyway. Um, and then what else have I got on my list here? I have got hair care. Okay. So I am very, very, very low maintenance when it comes to my hair. I have thick hair. It's quite healthy because I don't diet and I don't really use heat tools except for that straightening brush. That only happens once a week and I only also wash my hair once a week because I do have a coarser texture. I have more of a wave and it's prone to being quite frizzy. Um, So I really tend to do less to it and that helps me keep my hair looking um, smooth and healthy. The last time I cut my hair was <laughs> over three years ago. Like, Jesus. it was before I got married was what the last time I went to a salon. Was it really? Yes, because I just don't really like making small talk with people I don't know because it makes me super <laughs> uncomfortable. And I also prefer, not a lot of people do this, but I would prefer to have my hair cut dry because... My hair looks different when it is wet than it is dry because it has that curl pattern. It kind of like shrinks up when it gets dry. Mm -hmm. And so people would always end up taking off like too much of a length. And so when it dried, it was like too short. So I'm growing out my hair. I really like the length, but I really needed a trim. So I got my hair cut and she talked, you know, about items I can use. I do also have a dry scalp. Um, So really just trying to take better care of it. It's not like it was damaged, but I feel like I want to just do a little bit more for my hair. Right. Um, I also want to learn more about incorporating clean and cruelty-free products into my beauty routine. I think it's really important that we are seeking out brands that are, you know, making 
it known that they don't test on animals. None of their ingredients come from animal uh, products or byproducts. Um, and recently, CoverGirl came out as one of the, mo the biggest mass retailer in beauty and cosmetics as cruelty-free. They're Leaping Bunny certified. That it's, means it's there's huge. no testing on animals, no animal byproducts. They do not sell in China um, because to sell makeup in China, they, they do test on animals in China. So they have, I don't think they've actually ever sold in China. I, yeah, and it was just a huge and it's groundbreaking. For all their SKUs. Yeah, it was just a groundbreaking decision. And to have that certification for a brand like CoverGirl, which is in every drugstore, every Ulta, anywhere that you can buy makeup, CoverGirl is there. That's a huge deal. And I hope that brands are watching as that example and trying to make the same adjustments to their brands. And I know a lot of brands that are smaller don't have the funding to be certified in, by certain companies, but they can choose to just not include those ingredients into their items. And a lot of, a lot of consumers do not buy items that are not vegan or not cruelty-free. There mm -hmm. is a huge segment of the consumer population that actively only choose to buy products that are cruelty-free. So I think that's something that I'm trying to work towards and looking at options. So like when my face wash ran out, I started to just look, okay, what is a good list of cruelty-free products that I can try? And I picked one up. So I think it's just something easy that you can do. It takes a little bit of research, but I think it's worth it in the end. And then my last resolution is, like Karina, to read more books. Mm -hmm. Last year, I barely read any books. And there's nothing like sitting for like an hour, not even an hour, like a half hour in a quiet space absorbed in your book. I think yeah. it's so nice to just get away from my phone. Also, that's another one. Putting my phone away when I have nothing else to do because you just reach for it mindlessly. Yeah, and I, same. And I find myself getting out of Instagram on my phone and then like going back something into else it. Like it, I literally have like amnesia and I just like open it up again. I'm like, wait, there's nothing new here that I need to see. Like I just want to throw my phone across the room. So yeah, I, I legit um, maybe visit three different websites on a daily basis, but I rotate between the three so often that it's kind of crazy. There's nothing new, people. There's nothing new. So I've... <laughs> Why do I do this? So I've read one book in January. I've bought two more, and I really... I always keep saying, like, I, I want to read today. Like, today is going to be the day I'm going to sit down, and it just never happens. So I think today or tomorrow, I have tomorrow off as well, I'm going to sit down and just read. It's so nice. It's just a, an escape from, you know, reality and reading the terrible news cycle. It's just nice to sit and be absorbed in a different world for just a little bit of time. So that is also my resolution. Same. This week on The Double Take, sheet masking. Are you for or are you against this wildly popular step in your skincare routine. Laura, what do you think? You know, I used to be obsessed with sheet masks. I was a very big supporter of sheet masks. I bought a lot of them. Um, but over the last couple of years, I just, number one, I don't have time to sit for like 20 minutes while this thing is like marinating onto my skin number two sometimes 
they don't fit. They're really either too small or they're too big and they're like bunched up everywhere. Sometimes they're like that hydrogel mask where it's really slippery. It's like a little slippery fish and you just like can't get it onto your face. Okay. And then here's my biggest issue with sheet masks. They're too cold, which is weird. They're like uncomfortably cold. And that's just normal. So I've actually been like throwing sheet masks into the shower with me in the packaging. So it warms up a little bit. <laughs> and then some people love this aspect of sheet masks is that there's so much serum in the packet. And that is the thing that I cannot stand. There's so much extra where it's literally covering the rest of your body and it's dripping down your neck. I'm so uncomfortable with it. It slides down my face and I, I don't know. I'm just not into it anymore. What do you think, Karina? So I don't necessarily love sheet masks um, because I don't necessarily see, the, there's, for me, there are no long-term benefits to sheet masking. Um, it's same day benefits for me. Um, I use it if I'm having a little spa day at home. Um, and I love a moisturizing sheet mask. Um, and your skin does look really nice and plump afterwards. Um, but point counterpoint, all that extra serum, girl, save that. Yeah. I just put it down my neck. You gotta I just can't. Get it down the neck. I use it on the backs of my hands. <laughs> Um, because we don't want no granny hands. Um, but I just kind of like the idea that you can just, like, lie down. I know it is a little... It can be cold. I get it. But, you know, what? it warms up to the temperature of your face after a little bit. But I think the more you leave it on, like, not even just a 15-minute, I feel like that's not doing anything. I, I leave it on for a good 30, 35 minutes. Then I can just, you know, browse my phone or whatever. And I'm I need glasses to see far so I can't really watch TV while I do this because <laughs> I I can't see what's happening um so I'll just lie down and either read something or you know dick around on Instagram okay but then I don't know I just think I would rather just use a wash off mask it doesn't drip or if it's a hydrating mask it doesn't have to be washed off I think I can just put it on and leave it on well then okay but then you can just use the serum and just pat it in your skin. I don't know. Also, I tried a sheet mask once and it literally felt like putting jalapeno water on my face. <laughs> and it was a terrible experience. What What it were was, you using? It was some, um, I don't know, it was an Asian skin, like an Asian was sheet mask with ginseng in it. Ginseng. It felt like the fiery breath of Satan on my face. <laughs> First of all, I have rosacea. My face can get flushed very easily. I was... It was, Red. it came off immediately. It was the worst thing I've ever put on my face. Well, then now you know, just don't use ginseng. So what are, we want to know your thoughts. Do um, you guys like sheet masks? Are they cool? Are they wasteful? Do they make sense? Do you love them? We want to hear your thoughts. I like them as a treat. I don't see any long-term benefits, but I think for a nice little spa day, yeah, your face, like my, at least my face does, it looks bright and plump and juicy um so i like them just as a treat i don't use them every day i think every day is overkill for something like that um it's also probably really expensive if you use them every day yeah that's true um but anyway tell us what you think so that was our double take um and so we're gonna try to make this uh episode um the ending to every all of our episodes yeah so we're gonna 
we're, we want to talk about something where we both have an experience with because we are twins, but we both have different skin types and yes. skin wants and needs. Um, so we are going to do either product reviews um, and just, you know, opinions in general. Um, so that was the double take. Thank you guys so much for listening to our very first episode. We're so looking forward to sharing our favorites in the beauty world with you guys. Thank you so much, guys. You can find us on Instagram at glowintel or email us at glowintelpod at gmail.com with your thoughts and questions. That's G-L-O-W-I-N-T-E-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, You can tell us your favorites from 2018 and anything you've been loving so far or been wanting to try this year. Um, Please subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Bye. Bye!